Hello everyone, I am Mr. Frisco and this is my real estate show. Today on my show, Frisco Housing Market. My guest today will be Kevin McKenzie, owner and uh, CEO of Element uh, Company, one stop for small businesses. And we will talk about Frisco Rio Yard, one place to have fun in Frisco. Meet Mr. Frisco, a realtor selling residential real estate in Frisco and far north Dallas. As a former professional athlete, track and field, and strength and conditioning coach, Mr. Frisco immigrated to the USA 20 years ago with $50 in his pocket, a suitcase, and zero English to pursue the American dream and build a successful real estate business. Hardworking, persistent, customer service, and detail-oriented, Mr. Frisco strives to secure a smooth closing on his client's biggest investment, their home. He puts his experience and knowledge to serve his clients the best way possible. Building his business by referral allows him to maintain relationships with his clients and serve them even after the transaction is closed. This is Frisco Realty News with Mr. Frisco. So let's see what's happening on Frisco real estate market in June. The median Frisco existing home price for June is 2.8% lower compared with the same time of the last year, reaching $679,950. And the median price for June increased 4.6% compared with May. So the market has been going up. The inventory on the market is 22.4% lower compared with the same time of the last year with 332 houses for sale on the market and it increased 19.8% in June compared with May. The median existing home sales for June is 9.6% lower compared with the same time of the last year reaching 206 sold homes and the home sales for June stayed the same compared with May. The median days on the market in June is higher compared with the same time uh, of the last year, reaching 10 days, and it takes four days more in June to sell a home compared with May. The month supply on the market is two months, which is still very strong seller's market. So let's talk about um, the market inventory uh, in how it affects the prices and the real estate market at all. Basically, the inventory on the market reflects the demand versus supply, a basic economic rule. Uh, in the real estate context, inventory uh, refers to the total number of properties that are available for sale at a given time. This could include a single family homes, uh, condos, townhomes, uh, and more. It's a snapshot of what's on the market. Inventory is a critical concept in the real estate, helping to indicate whether it's a buyer's or a seller's market. By understanding inventory, you can uh, gain insight into the real estate market's current state and make informed decisions um, whether you are a buyer, seller, or just interested in the market. Inventory is a key indicator of the health of the real estate market. If many homes are for sale, high inventory. It's uh, generally a buyer's market. Uh, this means uh, there are more options for uh, buyers. Prices may be lower and buyers can take their time choosing a home. If there are fewer homes for sale, lower inventory, it's often a seller's market. This means 
there may be more uh, buyers than homes available and uh, more buyers uh, less buyers compete for uh, what more buyers compete for one uh, for one home uh, so when uh, there are more homes available with uh, less buyers on the market then uh, the competition is higher and the uh, prices are going up and uh, we can tell that this is a typical seller's market Currently, there is an increase of about 21.5% of available homes for sale compared to the same time of the last year. What this means is that it's the perfect time to buy a home. Actually, let's say not the perfect time. Uh, I would say uh, it's a good time to buy because there is more choice. Uh, higher uh, available homes uh, represent a lower prices usually, but now... As I always say, we're in a kind of a weird market. Um, the inventory has been increasing, uh, but it's still very low compared with 2019. So the prices are still going up. However, uh, it's more choice for the buyers. Uh, keep in mind that uh, other factors can uh, come into the market uh, prices. These include... Uh, economic changes, interest rates, and local factors like a new con construction or job growth. Seasonal trends can also play a part. There are often more homes for sale in the spring and summer than it uh, that in the fall and winter. And now uh, it's time for my guest. Uh, let me introduce you to Kevin McKenzie, owner and CEO of Element. All right, Kevin. Welcome to my podcast. Ah, thank you, Victor. Good to have you. How was your day today? Ah, tremendous day. Tremendous, tremendous day. day. So busy. You're always busy, man. That's the way to be. That's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. So uh, you are uh, owner and CEO of Element. Correct. Element Business Management. Element Business Management. Why Element? So the concept from Element came, you know, as I was with a firm before that did some of the same things, but not uh, didn't totally encompass what Element does. And so, you know, when I was conceptualizing the company, Victor, what I wanted to do was uh, create a company that pr provided all of the elements that a business, a small business owner would need to be successful in business. You know, I wanted to be able to take my experience, um, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. And so I wanted to be able to take some of the experiences and the things that, that I had done, some of the missteps that I have had, and also some of the successes that I've had, um, you know, and incorporate that. Um, but as you well know, um, it, it takes a lot of different things, a lot of different elements uh, to be able to incorporate and run a successful business. And that's where the name element came from. Okay. So you always had an element. Yes. To the businesses. That's All right. right. That's correct. So, um, you, as you said, you're the one stop for the business owners. Correct. When you stop on your pit stop, what they're going to receive? Well, you know, it depends on what their needs are. And, and that's the thing, too. You know, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing, just like, you know, small business isn't a one-size-fits-all. There's so, you know, many different industries and categories and different ways that business owners go about business. And so um, what I try to do which eat with each and every person that contacts me is I try to leave them with uh, more information 
try to leave them in a better spot than, than when I found them. And all that means is uh, when, when I do the initial consult, <clears throat> I want to find out, you know, what their challenges are, uh, you know, wh- what concerns them the most, you know, what, what are the things that, that keep, you know, what, what things keep them up at night. Sometimes it can be something very, very simple to me. You know, sometimes it's just as simple as, hey, Kevin, should I be an LLC? You know, should I be a corporation? You know, I'm, I'm just a sole proprietor. You know, is there anything wrong with that? You know, and then we go into a conversation about what the ramifications are, not only from a legal standpoint, you know, from a liability standpoint, but from a taxation standpoint, you know. Um, uh, other times, you know, they can, they'll they'll ask me, you know, hey, Kevin, do, do I need to uh, have a, a particular budget, you know, if I if I'm self-employed, if I'm 1099, should I be setting aside a, a certain amount of taxes for myself? So, you know, so what I, what I try to do is, you know, find out what they're doing, you know. And a lot of times, if it's a larger company, you know, they may have questions for me um, about how they're handling uh, their payroll, how they're handling their employees. You know, I, I've had, believe it or not, employees uh, companies before that uh, have already been established for multiple years, and they've they're they're carrying all of their full time employees. I, I, I came across a company they're carrying all of their full time employees as uh, contract, you know, contract workers. And I was like, you. That you, that's a big no-no. You're going to get in trouble. And so I had to sit and explain why. And then they're like, okay, well, clearly I didn't know. And I said, well, ignorance is not a defense, <laughs> you know. And so then we had to sit in and talk about it. And then, you know, then what's the fix, you know, and then we, we, we start walking through that. So, so that's really it, you know, and then it can encompass those things all the way from, hey, you know what, we should sit down and talk about, you know, uh, a business owner's, you know, bottom line, their profitability, you know, if, you know, how they can increase that, you know, um, th- these are the, these are the different types of things that, that we look at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So actually we cannot do the business services and consulting. So you consult companies, how to increase their cash flow, how to, how to save money, how to uh, stay uh, out of trouble. And uh, just uh, this complex thing, you put it in one company. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So one of the things we do, um, you know, for some companies is we provide them with uh, fractional um, general counsel. You know, uh, legal services are something that's very important. Uh, and sometimes it's not even a full full blown general counsel. You know, some companies can't afford to have a general counsel. That's a luxury, right? Having uh, somebody on staff that's a, a an attorney that can tell you how to stay out of trouble and how to how to steward your resources and um, you know that's that's one thing. Um, but sometimes it can be just uh, having the resources to say, I need to write a contract correctly. I need to make sure that this contract's airtight. You know, if I'm presenting something to my clients, I want to make sure it's correct. You know, and we do that as well. You know, uh, so we'll, we'll a lot of times we do contract reviews. You know, a lot of times we'll go and take a contract and we'll review it and edit it. Uh, the, the, one of the premises of, of, of this was to be able to provide these what I call white collar services, right? Accounting, you know strategic tax planning, bookkeeping, legal services, you know, business consulting without breaking the bank for the small business owner. A, they can do it a la carte. I do have some business owners that use the full suite of services. Now, that's kind of magical because all of these professionals that work on their behest are communicating with each other. So that's nice because a lot of times if you're a business owner, you go hire an attorney and you go over here and you hire a CPA and you over here and you hire a business consultant, but they're not communicating with each other. You know, they don't have any common interest in your business. Uh, so that's a dynamic that's that's proven to be, you know, again, very magical. 
But, um, you know, so so these are some of the other things where when you scale it down, though, and you provide these services, as I mentioned, a la carte, it uh, makes it a lot more affordable. So when you call an attorney, uh, you know, at my firm to, <clears throat> let's say, review a contract, they're not hitting a, a timer and, and charging you $350, $400 an hour. You know? Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, so small businesses uh, actually got hit pretty bad uh, during the COVID. Yes. Um, you know, they had issues with the cash, with uh, keep their employees, and uh, um, that uh, that probably keeps you busy now. Uh, but um, what was the main issue for the small businesses, and it's still after COVID, uh, after these hard times, that uh, <coughs> even a lot of businesses, they just got out of business. Uh, what are the main struggle for the, uh, in your opinion, in your experience, uh, for the small businesses, COVID and after COVID? Well, you know, during COVID, obviously, uh, the, the obviously a lot of the major struggles were cash flow. You know, because market share was critically hit for all these businesses. You know, a lot of them were, you know, completely cut off at the knees, and uh, you know, uh, so so a lot of them. Uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to hang on. Some of them were not so fortunate. Uh, some of them had to temporarily shut down and then, you know, had to try to scramble out and, 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 and regroup, uh, you know, and, and there were some, some relief in the form of government programs. Obviously, a lot of people have heard, uh, you know, of some of the, the, the federal assistance programs that were available to businesses during that time. Um, and, and now there's, you know, for the businesses that stuck it out, you know, whether you were an essential business uh, or not, you know, if you kept your, if you kept full-time employees on during that time, you know, if you're during 20 and 21 and you kept full-time employees on, uh, on payroll and you stuck it out and you kept those people and you didn't let them go, um, you know, the, the government rewards you for that. And that they do that in, in through the form of something that a lot of people have probably are hearing a lot of because there's starting to become a lot of buzz about it, uh, and that's ERC. Uh, and ERC uh, is is simply employee retention credit. It's available through the IRS. Now, um, I tell people all the time when we talk about ERC that it's one of those things where it's a sort of caveat emptor, and it's simply because there's a lot of companies that have sprung up literally overnight. Uh, and what I tell people is that if you're going to do ERC, engage in ERC, uh, do the research on it, first of all, you know, but also have a qualified accounting firm that has a reputation that that you can research, that you can know has a, a, a you know, has a history that you can vet do this for you because it's a, it's 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 paramount. OK, uh, you know, just seeing some flashy company on TV uh, saying, hey, we do ERC. That's probably not your best bet, you know. Uh, so, and the reasons for that are many, but one of the reasons is because there is a lot of complex paperwork that needs to be done and it needs to be done correctly. You also want to make sure that you're using an accounting firm that has done a few of these because you want it done correctly. Uh, because at the end of the day, the accounting company is not responsible to the IRS. You, the business owner are, you know, uh, you know, if you do something, uh, you know, that's it, a violation uh, they're they're not on the hook legally. They're not on the hook financially. You know, it's you, the business owner. So I, that's what I want to. You know, that's what I would tell business owners uh, first and foremost. And then also a lot of things that people are missing lately is there's um, what I would call aftercare. 
once the ERC is done, once you receive the refund from the IRS, which, by the way, can be up to $26,000 per employee that you kept on during the pandemic, it's significant. There are addendums. There's there's follow up paperwork. There's you know there are filings that have to be done after the fact. Then and that's and that's equally important. A lot of these companies, they charge you a lot of money to do it up front. Uh, they do the paperwork. They get you the money back, but then they don't do the proper steps afterwards, and they just leave you in the lurch. So these are so these are these things are very important. That's why you need to have a qualified accounting firm that'll do it for you. Yeah, I, I believe a lot of uh, a lot of companies uh, they got in trouble because they didn't understand exactly what was about. Uh, some of them even didn't keep their employees. Um, so yeah, they, they apparently need to call you. All right, now uh, the interest rates. So they're going up. Yes. And the Fed, I heard, is gonna is gonna increase them at another quarter of point. That's what they're talking about. Sometimes they're talking and they do it, and that's scary. <laughs> it's lately, okay, it's so been a trend. It's, it's been a trend. It's been a trend. <laughs> but uh, actually, the main issue for for small business, especially for small business, is the cash flow and financing, and uh, you know the cash. And um, do you do anything about it for them? Absolutely. So, you know, it really doesn't matter what the interest rate environment is since the beginning of time. For you know, businesses need capital. You know, if they're needing to expand, you know, if you need business, if your business needs capital today, you can't say, "Oh, interest rates are too high. I need to wait." You know, you need capital. Um, however, there's a lot of things that go into that, and you still want to get the most aggressive uh, rate possible. And what a lot of people don't know is that literally the devil is in the details. So if you're going to have to go to the bank, which some people think is the devil, <laughs> you're going to want to make sure that you have your ducks in a row. And that's another thing that my firm specializes in. We have very talented CPAs and accountants. And what we do for companies is kind of do a pre-audit for lending. And what that means is that we're going to look at your books and we're going to discover problems before the bank discovers problems. When you apply for a loan, when it gets into underwriting and they're already looking at it, it's too late. I mean, because it's so hard. Once they have find, once they're finding problems and they're finding reasons to tell you no, it's hard to resurrect that. You know, but if we can find things ahead of time and say, well, that that's going to be a problem. This could be problematic, and we can fix those things and get your paperwork clean going in. Well, now you're going to not only much greatly increase your chances of getting the loan, but then also getting the most competitive interest rate that you can so that you're not subjecting yourself to a high interest loan or having to go get hard money or, you know, doing some of the riskier loans that are going to get you really high interest. And, uh, and obviously that's also affecting your profit margin. Uh, so that's, again, you know, we have a passion for helping business owners. Our motto is we're here to help you, you know, improve your bottom line. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're helping you through that end as well. So that's definitely something you want to you want to look out for. And also, we uh, have relationships with several institutional lenders, a lot of local and national banks. Uh, you know, we don't make any money uh, we, it, by law. We can't uh, from from these institutional banks. Um, but I can introduce a lot of times a business owner to a banker where they're looking the that particular. Um, that particular business is the kind of business that that banker is looking for. So if you combine that with us having a look at that, the way that business is, is doing business and looking at the books, uh, a lot of times you can set them up for success. All right. Because we're almost to the end of my uh, podcast, uh, last question really quick. Uh, you're not only helping businesses to get a 
credit uh, and cash flow, but you're saving them money. Correct. How do we do that? We save businesses routinely 30 to 40% off of their tax liability. We do that with, with a very sophisticated platform that we utilize. Um, it's, it's very high tech, but we scrub the entire tax code. We find opportunities to save you money through finding uh, write-offs for your business. Um, we do that for free. So we can basically, I, I call it finding hundreds of thousands of dollars in the couch cushions. It costs you nothing. You call us up. We do a quick evaluation. It's painless. A lot of times we can save you uh, it's amazing sometimes the amount of money uh, that we can save business owners. So you don't you don't know if you don't call. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, how can they reach uh, reach you out? Well, one of the the easiest ways, and I'll give you uh, two distinct ways to call. Uh, one is just to call me direct, and that is two one four eight seven eight two three three eight two one four eight seven eight two three three eight or one eight four four E L E M N T, and so you know it's one eight four four element for short, but uh, you know, but you can always call me direct at two one four eight seven eight two three three eight, or you can go to the website, and that is succeedwithelement.com. That's S U C C E E D W I T H E L E M E N T dot com. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you uh, for having me. Appreciate uh, you uh, come to my show, and uh, I will see you around. All right, for sure. One of the main draws of the Friskuria uh, Rio Yard is its lineup of food trucks. They serve an amazing range of uh, cuisines. There is uh, something uh, for everyone, from burgers and uh, pizzas to uh, tacos and uh, desserts. The beauty of it? Well, you can choose a different dish every time you visit. The Rio Yard is one um, outdoor venue. The open-air sitting allows you to enjoy your meal uh, in a casual and relaxed environment. Uh, it's the perfect place to unwind with friends and family. Frisco Rail Yard isn't just about food. This hotspot is also staged for local bands and musicians. On any night, you can find artists playing music ranging from country and rock to blues and jazz. The live music uh, sets a, uh, a lively, upbeat a atmosphere that gets everyone in the grove. Catch the passion and uh, musicality of the people living in Frisco. It's a community hub where people gather to eat, listen to great, listen to great music, and enjoy good times together. The Frisco Rail Yard is uh, also a wonderful venue for special events, whether it's a birthday party, a corporate event, or even a wedding. This place can host it. With uh, colorful food trucks and uh, twinkling lights, the Rail Yard provides a unique and charming back, uh, backdrop for any celebration. So if you're in, uh, in the area and uh, looking for a place to chill, head to the Frisco Rail Yard. It's a place where great food, good music, and fantastic vibes collide. This is all for today. Thank you for watching, and I look forward to seeing you on my next episode.